HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on a special Valentine's Day edition of Meet and 3, we put a twist on the lovey-dovey holiday. The mission statement is save the world through silliness and chocolate, and in parentheses, launch a chocolate bar into outer space. But I'm having... um some conflict on the board members with the parentheses. That's okay. He cited that in his area there used to be 30 dairy farms and now there are three. You know, dessert was political and what you had on the dessert table said more about you than other markers of success. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news and storytelling roundup wherever you listen to podcasts. slow clapping <laughs> i'm slow clapping i'm oh, still it's still very loud uh, yeah it is a little loud <laughs> turn the music down on my headphones speaking of which it was the oscars this week and we all saw eminem <laughs> i didn't well unfortunately my eyes and ears have not since recovered mine eyes mine eyes <laughs> my ohos <laughs> my little ohos are scarred did you uh, you must have read about it in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. I read an article that was like, Eminem finally explains why he was at the Oscars. Well, and he was share. like, he was like, I don't know. My manager like set it up or whatever. <laughs> he was like, well, we didn't perform at the Oscars when we won 17 years ago. Uh, and I was like, none of this is, this article was wrong. The title is wrong. Wow. <laughs> we still don't know why. Well, I was shocked and horrified, to be completely honest. And right towards when they were doing the whole montage and they were building it up and you start hearing his theme song play, I was just like, oh no, what's happening? Why mm-hmm. aren't they playing the eight mile theme with the montage? And then it became clear that we were going to see Eminem. And but also, wh- why would eight mile be involved at all? I have, <laughs> I mean, like the rest of the country, I'm in mourning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, somebody pointed out, I'm stealing someone else's joke, but they were like, for, for during the Oscars So White movement, it's really funny that they chose to have a white rap artist. I mean, 
And to that, I will yes and you and say that it's not only that, but in a moment where everyone's talking about how females are shut out, (laughs) we have someone who's talked about slicing women's faces and beating them and putting them in cars. Now, why don't they just put Lizzo on there? Obviously, she would be the first choice. If you're going to have like an unrelated to the Oscars performer. A (laughs) hundred percent. Of course. I mean... I'm not like, you know, I understand whatever, it's rap music, it's the rap music that the, the kids are listening to. The hard raps. You know, that everyone's listening to now, Eminem, mm-hmm. 8 Mile soundtrack. But like, <laughs> seriously, like. The bestseller of the year, the 8 yeah, Mile This is how we'll buck back against people being upset about like less inclusion. We'll have a white male rapper who talks about murdering women. Yeah. Do a song from 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's 17 years ago. Oh, anyway, no, not enough time has passed for me. I'll tell you that. It's too soon. It's too soon. There's apparently like a picture of Billie Eilish, like not enjoying the performance that's going around. Yeah. That song came out like the year she was born. (laughs) I remember this from my nursery rhymes. The whole thing just left me really flabbergasted. There was a lot of uncomfortable moments at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Some nice, some very, very awkward. Steve Martin. I didn't see any of it. Sorry. Oh, well, then we can't really have a conversation Sorry. about it. I just, like, don't care. Yeah. I like watching it because it makes me so uncomfortable. It's like watching an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. I can't deal with that. Yeah. What I did see, though, from Instagram is the the cute little moment with um, uh, Kristen Wiig and... Oh, yes. Um, what's her name? Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. That was adorable. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Um, they really saved... Honestly, they really saved the day. Uh, that that was cute. I watched it a couple of times. Yeah, it was great. Cute. She, it was amazing. Somebody, my friend Betty told me that we were talking about the Oscars and people's outfits and Betty was like, yeah, my friend said that Kristen Wiig looked like a lasagna. <laughs> Which I, <thought> <laughs> I so didn't see her dress, but <laughs> she did. She looked amazing. I well, loved her dress. On trend. Food of the moment. Exactly. <laughs> so one other thing that I was, I was going to talk about the Oscars pretty much all night, but uh, right before I got here, I texted you I might be late, which I wasn't. You were late. I, I took that as an opportunity to be late. I was meeting a baby for the first time. Uh, I get out to my car. Someone blew off my mirror, my side mirror to my car. <laughs> they blew it off. They like shot with it a with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> shot it with an Uzi. Yeah. That, I mean, that's happens in Carroll Gardens. Yeah, and it's a very dangerous place to live. Here's a PSA to every, anyone who's driving. Hit. Just leave a note because your insurance will pay for it, but now I have to just pay for it out of my pocket. Well, what if they don't have insurance? That's highly unlikely. It's like most... You have to have insurance to drive a car in New York. Otherwise, you know, you get your car impounded. It's rare that people don't have insurance. I would, I, that's, <laughs> it's not an option. Some states, it's an option. It's not an option. It's not an option in most states. It's illegal, but you can still do it. Okay. I have a feeling this person probably had insurance. Actually, I think it was a garbage truck because when I went out to my car and I touched the mirror, I was like, why does this thing fucking stink? Ew. It smelled. I think mm. it got hit by a garbage truck and they definitely have insurance, but apparently no manners. I don't think the garbage companies leave notes. Who knows? Well, I'm upset. Um, I have a bit of information that was I received as a phone call on the way here. Oh, go ahead. My friend Angela called me to tell me that she had just listened to our last episode mm. about and when Bill Clinton went vegan, she was vegan at the time. Okay. And he was talking about he went vegan because Chelsea was getting married. And she was oh. like, Dad, you need to lose weight so that I can fit into my own wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> what are they both? What do they wear the same dress? <clears throat> no, but it's just a weird thing to be like, Dad, at my wedding, you, you can't to, be fat. Yeah, you need to look good. Um, so he lost a bunch of weight, but there's also like a quote of him being like, I'm vegan except for salmon. Oh, what? <laughs> salmon lover? Did Angela also go vegan to join Chelsea and Bill in solidarity? No, 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 no. She is had been a vegan for a very long time, oh, okay, which is why it. that comment struck her as... <laughs> 
inappropriate. That's amazing. <laughs> Late breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's just in for the wires. The Associated Press. Bill but now Clinton we love salmon. We have one more listener. That's amazing. Now that Bobby dropped off yeah. the face <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah, Bobby hasn't been heard from. So should we talk about our topic? Yeah, we don't have time. We have someone coming in after us. So That's instead true. of rambling on for hours, we have to keep this within a time limit. Get right to it. Tighten the ship right up. <laughs> okay, so... I we're doing. I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing either. Um, infomercial food gadgets. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Lose yourself in the moment. The moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> you only get one shot, or maybe two, if you're Eminem every 18 years at the Oscars. Spaghetti. Uh. Well, okay. Somebody said now that he's sober, I guess he had nothing else to do. I was like, that's not what happens. <laughs> he just wandered in with a reel of his face. The Oscars were like, who out there has nothing else to do? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Let's start by saying that I had to watch some info commercials for this, <laughs> and I should get an award. Um, I'm just going to dive right in. Okay. I'm just going to do like a little vignettes of different ones that I thought were interesting or really stupid. I can't wait. <laughs> um, let's start with Pasta Express. Oh, Ron Popeil. <laughs> Ronco. Um, the tagline is, are you tired for waiting a pot of water to boil and <laughs> breaking the pasta into the pot so that it fits? I am. <laughs> I hate it. So this is a contraption <laughs> where you still have to boil water. <laughs> but it's like a plastic container that you... You heat up boiling water, you put the pasta in there without breaking it, mm. and then you <laughs> pour the boiling water in, seal it, and then it cooks pasta before your very eyes. Oh my God. Does it take exactly the same amount of time as boiling <laughs> regular pasta? One would imagine. Okay. Uh, so what's the what's the appeal of it? The Ron Popeil appeal. I would say that if we had to ask that question for every one of these, we would never. Okay, great. It's, it's a philosophical conundrum that no one can ever. <laughs> it's an existential crisis. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that one's good. There's also Dion Sanders Hot Dog Express. <laughs> um, I love Dion Sanders. Dion Sanders is great. He, I actually didn't realize this because I always talk about Bo Jackson all the time, who I love. Yeah, you won't He shut also up about him. played professional baseball and football, like Bo Jackson. I thought Bo Jackson was one of the only ones. But and Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan played basketball, not football. Oh, right, but he played basketball and baseball. Yeah. And football, at home only. You don't know that. <laughs> um, and so Neon Dion, as he was called, <laughs> came up with, I don't well, he didn't come up with it, but he put his name on a contraption that is just the hot dog roller at 7-Eleven, but inside your house. <laughs> That's amazing. And the, tag, the, <laughs> the tagline for this is, <laughs> are you tired of eating ugly split hot dogs? <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm not. I'm exhausted from it. But eating ugly hot dogs is <laughs> so emotionally trying and it's taxing, traumatizing. And it ruins relationships. It splits up families. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, this one is my that's favorite. It? No, I have more. Okay. Oh yeah, that's all. It's a okay. fucking Seven Eleven uh, hot dog roller in your house. No problem. And split hot dogs. Yo, he's retiring on that fucking rolling <laughs> hot dog money though. So this is called the Slob Stopper. <laughs> this is a contraption that is a bib for adults to wear in their car so that they don't spill coffee all over their work outfit. <laughs> the video of the person 
is them sitting in a car and he spills, he like dumps an entire like venti coffee on himself as he's driving his car, which I'm not saying has never happened, but usually it's like a dribble. Yeah, you don't so, just like pour it down your pants. Yeah, this thing is an, an adult bib made from two pieces of polyurethane <laughs> laminate. <laughs> and you strap it around your neck and it goes all the way down to your lap and it <laughs> covers up whatever you happen to be doing. Um, oh my God. Their tagline is bibs aren't just for babies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, this one is just silly, um, but I, I had to include it because I was so amused. It's called Meatball Magic, and okay. it's for people who are terrified of touching raw meat, as far as I can tell. So. <laughs> Which is like a lot of people. Yes, it is, actually. Yeah. A huge market of people. <clears throat> um, but basically, you roll out your... You already you make the whole meatball pile. Okay. You roll it out on your counter. No, that's the problem. You don't want to put raw meat on your counter. Sell them. Um, <laughs> then you take this plexiglass grid... And you set it on top, okay. squish it down, remove sure. the excess meat from the outside, <laughs> and you just roll it like this in your hand, like, I guess nobody can see this, but you just yeah. move it around on the counter like in a circular shape. Like you're giving someone shape. a massage. Uh-huh. And then nine perfectly formed meatballs appear. What? How is that possible? <laughs> it's like the science of the shape. You, you know gotta what? watch the commercial. It's magic. Yeah, it is magic. Um, and then there's the egg extractor. Oh, go on. This tagline is... <laughs> Are you tired of peeling for hours every time you want delicious, high-protein eggs? <laughs> How many fucking eggs is this person eating? I also love that everyone is like, are you tired? Are you tired? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. You look tired. You need a meatball helper. So this thing is actually kind of fascinating, but you, <laughs> you, take, the, you take the egg, you tap the bottom and the top uh-huh. on the counter, sure. you put it on this contraption, and then this like, accordion-looking thing pushes down and sucks the shell Whoa, off. Whoa! Like the suck and cut. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that from Wayne's World? Is that not a Floby? It's a Floby. Is that a real thing? Floby is like a haircut machine. Okay, so the suck and cut was yeah. a, a riff on the <clears throat> Floby. Mm-hmm. And so is the egg thing. Well, the egg thing is its own. It, it peels eggs ten times faster than by hand. Oh my god! High protein eggs. Can I be honest? That's a, yeah. What about low protein eggs? <laughs> that I that is an infomercial invention that I would totally buy. I think I thought about you for that meatball one and for this one, but yeah. also most for this one, the easy butter. <laughs> <laughs> I love butter. I, I know. I need it to be easier because I am tired. Um, here's the tagline. <laughs> Everyone loves butter, but getting it out of the fridge, out of the wrapper, and onto your food is a hassle. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> so this thing, you put a whole stick of butter in a plastic contraption, uh-huh. and then you push the button, click, and it pushes a perfectly sliced slice of butter onto your toast or whatever you're going to oh. be eating. So that is handy. Very, very handy. Okay, so now I'm going to go into a couple more that have a little bit more info, but we're going to be fine for time. Ginzu knives. Oh, yeah. They're interesting because, one, they were just normal knives. <laughs> there was nothing. Why is this knife different than every them. other knife? Um, they were originally called Quick Cut, invented by some people from Ohio, um, and they actually were the product that sort of solidified the infomercial that we know today. Like, they are the ones who were like, and wait, that's not it. There's more. And those kinds of taglines were yeah. sort of like, not invented by them, but kind of like pushed into the cultural consciousness by this product that's Um, so interesting the word ginzu they're not japanese by the way in any way shape or form perfect um the word ginzu was invented by um 
the people that created the knives, I, I didn't write down the a names. A bunch of like white dudes who yeah. were like, this sounds Japanese, but and, really it means something terrible. But and, it like, has no meaning. Okay. And so then later they decided to translate it into English yeah. and make it mean, I'll never have to work again. <laughs> Seamless. And then Ginzus are also famous beyond their normal famous. It's because Lorena Bobbitt used a Ginzu knife to cut off... John Wayne Roberts' penis? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They are sharp. It must take a sharp knife to cut through a penis. I mean, I that's know. a lot of flesh. It doesn't seem like that. I mean, You we think it would know. be easy to cut through a penis? Yeah, a soft one? Sure. All right. Like, oh, a soft one. He was asleep. Yeah. Well, he could It doesn't mean it was soft. He sure. could have had, you know, midnight wood. I don't think it would be that hard. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> uh, I have one more. Okay. Then this is gonna. I think this is gonna upset you. Okay. Uh, Perfect. The, the George Foreman Grill. Oh, I love George Foreman. So a hundred million have been sold since 1994. That's a lot. Um, I am rewatching Sex in the City right now, and when Aiden and Carrie get back together, and yeah. he's like slimmer, he is like, "Check out my new George Foreman Grill." He like brings it to her house, and yeah, it's like cooking with it. <laughs> um. <clears throat> It was originally marketed as the Fajita Express. Ooh. That's what they called it. And I had, well, I didn't have one in college, but I, somebody in my dorm situation had one in college, and I, we would make grilled cheese on them, which is, yeah. I think, defeating the purpose. Right, because it's supposed to be a lean, mean, fat-burning machine. Yes. But you're just burning fat in it. So the thing that I think is going to upset you is that the story that Hulk Hogan was originally offered the grill is not true. <gasps> it's a story that Hulk Man Hogan... Man alive. Hulk Hogan himself says it all the time. <laughs> But it is 100% untrue. People have tried to verify it. It's not true. The people who invented the grill were like, we immediately thought of George Foreman because we knew that him and all his children named George love hamburgers and uh, they, he uh, eats hamburgers before a match. So we just thought he was the perfect person to like... Whoa, Lion yeah. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. That's my tweet name for him. Yeah. And then that video that I watched to find out that this wasn't true led me to another documentary about... Pastamania. Oh, Hulk Hogan's failed. Oh, yeah. Fast pasta restaurant, <laughs> which is a topic for another episode. Yeah, that'll be next week. I almost thought that we should do a two-parter for this because there's so much I want to talk about. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, great. Well, let's take a break and I'll come back with my story. <laughs> take a break. Time to take a break. Go to break. <laughs> Amanda. No? Not this going? This isn't a live show. You guys know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought you would, like, oh, no, play no, the break. No, okay, so we are on break. a break currently. I, I think we should... Li- we're on a break. I we were should... on a break. Let's... <laughs> please, can we leave that part in, actually? <laughs> okay, now let's go to break. <laughs> My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. And we're back. Oh. I think. Pardon me. I hope. Guys, did you get that Friends reference? Yes, I did. (laughs) I think about it all the time, actually. (laughs) I won't say why. Um, Okay. I got all of my information for this episode from my own brain. My own (laughs) host. I got all of this information from this episode from Eminem. He's not just useful at the Oscars, yeah. but he knows a lot about infomercials. Fascinating. My story is actually about someone who basically could have been Eminem, or Eminem could have been him, had the tides <laughs> turned just slightly, and he might have as much money as Eminem for absolutely no reason, because mm. he has basically no talent, as I have derived from my research. The tide? Is he like the prince of tides? It's, <laughs> it is... Uh, who is that? Harrison Ford? Uh, I don't know. Let's just go with that. It's not. So, no. This story is about a man <clears throat> named Ophir 
Shalo- Ugh. I'm so bad at pronouncing things. I you get didn't performance anxiety. I did, but I get this like terrible performance anxiety around pronouncing it's names. It's just you and I. Also, Ophir, this isn't live, so they can cut out anything. Ophir Shlomi. Okay. Ophir Shlomi. Sounds- Rhymes with Blomi. Yeah. That's how I'll remember it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so he, was, he grew up in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, born on April 25th, the year of our Lord, 1964. It's a good here, year. Here in my notes, I actually wrote 1864, <laughs> but that would make him a vampire. Cool. <laughs> he quit high school at age 17 and left Brooklyn for the West Coast. At age 17, when you graduate from high school, he stopped going? He could. I mean, some people are 18. Who knows? He sounds like he was, he, allegedly he was a dropout. 1982, Ophir becomes a Scientologist. Cool. Um, I was two, by the way. Oh, I was negative two. Mm-hmm. No, wait. I was negative two. Yeah. I was born in 1984. <laughs> That's not how it works. You were just a twinkle in your dad's eye. <laughs> like I like to say, which is the wrong way. Sperm in the sack. <laughs> um, he says he grew up thinking everyone liked dick jokes, which informed his, uh, his comic stylings to be. What a thing to think. Uh, I mean, I think the same thing, to be honest. I like dick jokes. Sure. We just made a couple dick jokes already in this very episode. You said, hey, would you blow me? I don't know <laughs> if that was funny. <laughs> I made a dick reference. <laughs> In uh, the 1970s, when he was growing up, he was inspired by salesman slash comedian Crazy Eddie if, of Crazy Eddie fame. I don't know. Who- I'm Crazy Eddie, and my prices are crazy. These prices are fucking crazy. Is that like a regional? Thing? He was just a escaped mental patient who's. <laughs> I think it was a regional. Luke actually has like an amazing Crazy Eddie T-shirt, but it was like a big thing on in the 80s and 90s of like Crazy Eddie, and my prices are crazy. He was selling electronics and shit. Okay, so he probably wasn't in the Midwest. Yeah, no, no. Um, so to make money, when he moved up to LA, he started selling a version, an early version of a thing later to become known as the Slap Chop, which at, uh, flea markets. Wait, he started with the Slap Chop? He started with the Slap Chop. Now, he, unlike Ron Popeil from Ronco, didn't invent any of these things. He was just a spokesman. Shit. But he did find a Slap Chop that he was promoting at flea markets. So I didn't know that Ron Popeil of Ronco... <laughs> Yeah, also invented all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Ron Popeil. I, I would like to do a full episode on Ron Popeil because he's amazing. And he he's like cool. so, yeah, I'm hoping there's nothing dirty, no dirty laundry about him because I really like him. Um, to make money, okay, he sold this laptop. Um, well, you need to tell people what this laptop is. This, well, I will. I'm going to get into it in a moment. Okay. <clears throat> this story is mainly about this laptop. Um, <laughs> his first major work, he wanted to be a like writer, director, and comedian. And his first work was a 1999 comedy called The Underground Comedy Movie with sketches like Miss America Bag Lady Pageant and Flirty Harry, a parody of Dirty Harry, with Beyond Flamboyant Detective. Hmm. Ophira said, I found my calling. Apparently, not everybody liked it, quote, according to Ophir. The hipster audience didn't like it. They had hipsters in 1982? <laughs> I guess. Um, All right. So, okay. He actually changed his name to Vince Ophir instead of Ophir Show Me. So, we're going to call him Vince from now on. Um, on. Vince? What a name. Vince. Everybody's favorite name, Vince. The guy that everyone wants to go home with from a bar. Vincent. At two in the morning, Vince. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm Vince. Okay, cool. Here's some mace. No offense to our Vince listeners. Yeah, sorry, Vince. Actually, I think I know a couple Vinces, and they're all scumbags. Um, okay. <laughs> On September 23rd, 1998, Vince Ophir filed a suit against 20th Century Fox and Bobby and Peter Farley, the co-directors of There's Something About Mary. Ophir claimed that 14 scenes in Something About Mary were lifted from his film. The Farleys released this statement, quote, We've never heard of him. 
<laughs> We've never heard of his movie, and this is all a bunch of baloney. <laughs> Did the, they watch the movie, though? Uh, I don't think so. I tried to watch this movie, and it was insufferable. Um, <laughs> in 2020, the Century Fox was awarded $66,000 in attorney's fees because the lawsuit was so bogus. Oh, they had to pay them. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Vince. So in 2002, Vince starts um, selling ShamWow and SlapChop at flea markets. Yeah. Um, So so how did he find out about that? Well, I'm going to tell you. So he, like, gets these (laughs) products through the flea market. He's, like, selling, like, knockoffs of these. Um, And then... He's selling them at flea markets, and then the company he's working for gets off, gets like enough. Actually, maybe they're not knockoffs; they're original product. They're just not famous yet. So then that company hires him to start endorsing them, and he buys time on Comedy Central really late. And he also tags on like ads to his ridiculous movie <laughs> to try to sell the movie online. He ends up moving it and selling like five hundred thousand dollars worth of DVDs for this dumbass movie that he made. Huh. So anyway, I'm going to describe the slap chop to you now. The slap chop is an invention full of sharp, dangerous blades enclosed in kind of like a pushing mechanism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you just put food <coughs> into it and you slam it down and you can combine a bunch of things. So some things that he made in the, and I also thought there was like tons of slap chop commercials and tons of sham wow commercials, but there's not, no, there's not, there's only one of each and they're both fine. And yet somehow everyone like, I thought he was this larger-than-life character, but in reality, he's just like, yeah, you got to bite this slap chop. You put an egg in it, you put a pickle. Look at you. You got a salad. You're going to be the coolest guy at the party with this pickled potato salad. It's a sham. I want to know he's a little bit coked out. He's, he's like, look, you can absorb all this blood. A whole human body's blood. <laughs> a whole human body's worth of blood comes out of this carpet with this sham wow, and you just wring it out, and then you can wash your car. I've used a sham wow before. It's pretty cool. I've not, I have some reviews I'm going to read to you about it. So anyway, some of his taglines from the Slap Chop, stop having a boring tuna, stop having a boring life, and watch this, you're going to love my nuts. Yeah. What is a boring tuna? I read that, I also read that quote when I was doing my research. I'm like, I guess just tuna and mayonnaise with like huge chunks of celery that took you two hours to chop. <laughs> That's not called a tuna. <laughs> Unless there's some regional thing about tunas that I don't know about. You're like... Oh, what did you have for lunch? I had a tuna. I wouldn't assume yeah. that it was a tuna salad. Totally. Maybe a boring tuna is like a tuna that swims up to you at a party and starts talking about Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ugh, snore, get out of here. Um, they were $25 each, and apparently he claims that they sold a million. Here's a couple of reviews. <clears throat> Sloppy second slapper from one reviewer. Sloppies? Two years ago. <laughs> Good at alliteration. I-, I know. I opened the Amazon box and picked up the slap chop box from inside. The chopper slid out without me opening the box. It was odd, but I didn't pay that much attention to it since I can now slap chop anything. As I inspected my brand new chopper, I noticed it seemed a bit dirty and scuffed. And then I saw a real kicker. The blades had not one, not two, not three, but four raisins stuck into it. Ew. <laughs> Apparently... The chopper had been slapped before. That wasn't raisins. <clears throat> I had been duped. I know, it was like human eyeballs. It's just like cockroach turds. <laughs> I immediately began to re- a return, and I deserve a new chopper, not someone else's sloppy seconds. Okay, so he wasn't saying that the chopper itself was bad. He's saying that... The, it had raisins in it. The place that he bought it from is bad. Exactly. <laughs> Amazon.com. Exactly. Don't go to Amazon. Don't at me, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Chill out, Bezos. <laughs> um, useless product. This is another one star. I hated this, honestly. I was so excited. And then all the things I chopped kept getting stuck in the chop part. I tried about seven different things. I also cut my finger trying to get stuff out of there. Don't put your finger in there. <laughs> now, this person loved it. Five stars. You slap it, it chops. 
Nothing else, nothing else to know except this is the best slapper chopper out there. Seriously. We had one for years. It finally wore out. Quality was very good. Of course, you could spend thousands of dollars on hipster knives. (laughs) Again, with the hipsters, probably written by this fucking guy. Ginzu knives. On hipster knives to chop onions in quadruple the time and more finger loss. But do you really (laughs) want to be a hipster? No. More finger (laughs) loss. (laughs) Do you want to be a hipster? No. Do the opposite of what is cool. Use the slap chop. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, I want to tell you a little bit about another product called the ShamWow. It cleans up human blood, as we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. It cleans up pee. You can wipe your dog with it. You can wipe your face with it. You can wipe your car with it. It's you can clean car. your toilet bowl with it. Apparently, people don't like it for the car. But Oh, really? Yeah. But a lot of people really liked it. Um, and some people hated it. I had it in some part of my life. Either someone I know had it as a kid, or I had one in my house, and I thought that it did a good job. I don't really remember. Is it just very absorbent? Like, what's its It's supposed deal? to be very absorbent, and you're supposed to be able to keep it for 10 years. But most people said when Without they put it... it. Right. But most people said when they put it in the, in the washing machine that it fell apart immediately. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read you one review. Wow. I got shammed. <laughs> very smart. Uh, obviously, this one is for all Americans out there, as anyone who... <laughs> has had a great use of it, must have gotten some magical one at the end of the rainbow over there in Europe. Okay, what? Seen many people use different types of ShamWow, saw the same result. It gets just pushes the water around. It's a complete waste of money. The thing is as trustworthy as the guy who promoted it, and I believe he's still in jail for beating up a quote, I would never use this word, prostitute. Go figure. So this is where I want to tell you a little bit about Vince's <laughs> dark side. Um... <laughs> Are you ready? Wait, but he thinks the end of the rainbow on the Wizard of Oz is Europe? Yeah, it's far away. I mean, rainbows are big. Okay. <laughs> they span the Atlantic, as we all know. So much to think about. From science. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a direct quote from Eminem. Okay, according to Gawker, this is the headline. ShamWow guy beats up cannibal hooker. What? A cannibal? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> This is breaking, oh. breaking news. Okay, so he tells the cops that Sasha Harris, the sex worker, that he had paid $1,000 to um, after she propositioned him for, quote, straight sex, which I don't know what that means. Does that mean just sex or heterosexual sex or sex standing straight up? <laughs> just be like, just like straight talk, man, like straight sex. Straight sex, what up? Okay. <laughs> what a sexy, come on. Vince said that when, they, when he kissed Harris, she suddenly bit his tongue and would not let go. Uh, Vince then punched Harris several times until she released his tongue. The affidavit notes that during the 4 a.m. fight, Harris sustained facial fractures and lacerations all over her face. After freeing his tongue, a bleeding Vince ran to the hotel lobby where security summoned cops. Harris refused to cooperate with officers who who recovered $930 from her purse. Now, this man, this was in 2009. He then continued to promote the product for the company, the Wait, parent company. the police took the cash out of her bag? They took the fucking cash from her. They gave him a slap on the wrist. Ugh. And he still gets to work because... And he bashed her face in. And he bashed her face in. Ridiculous. Why would they take the cash from her purse? They have no evidence that it's related to this. I have this. no idea. He said it was $1,000 anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and all of this, and all of the articles are like, prostitute hooker like as though it's like it doesn't matter she can just get her like lights knocked out because What's she's a the, sex worker it's why do disgusting. they think that she's a cannibal because she bit his tongue oh jesus i mean she probably did it for a reason that's just straight sex it's what happens when you have straight sex 
Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, Also in 2009, he sued the Church of Scientology, claiming he (laughs) built $1 million empire um, selling the chopper before his former partners, who are Scientologists, cut him out and launched a black propaganda uh, campaign against him. The suit claims his partners, quote, falsely accused plaintiff of being a pornographer, sex pervert, and criminal who committed a crime against Scientology by spending more money on his movie project than Scientology. Hmm. And course processing. Black propaganda. I mean, I can't even... This is a deep dive. We have to get, do a part two. So sex pervert. A sex pest. That's what they call them in Europe, where the rainbow is. Oh. Yeah. It's called a sex pest. Fascinating. 2013 NBC says, Sham Wow Guy cleans up his act. Fame didn't change me, says Ophir49, but money can buy anything, and with it, you want more girls around you. He developed a new infomercial for washable lint roller called the Shticky. At the time, <laughs> produced a movie called The Inappropriate Comedy Movie, a rework and expansion of his previous film, which, P.S., uh, starred Lindsay Lohan and freaking Adrian Brody and Wait. Michelle Rodriguez and Rob Schneider. Wait, what is it called? The Inappropriate. Appropriate comedy. It's oh, like I thought you really were serious when you told me it was Mean Girls too. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so he did this other movie. Somehow he's like still allowed to have a career. Uh, get he's mo- a man. The movie he's a gets white a, man. Exactly. The movie gets a two point eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Amazon reviewer says, I tried to give it no stars. Don't waste your time. I stopped watching. This is not funny at all. The actors in the film should be boycotted. <laughs> I'm disappointed that Amazon would even allow this type of movie on their site. Again, Jeff Bezos, call us. They should us. do some black propaganda on them. Perhaps a clash action lawsuit would be appropriate accompanied by a public apology. <laughs> That's how much this person didn't like it. <laughs> a public apology. <laughs> Following the 2009 incident where he... Beat up a human being. A cannibal, though. A cannibal human being. Vince Ophir is remaking himself. He says he's cut back to an occasional glass of wine, and he and his girlfriend of two years, who eventually ends up marrying, recently returned from a three-week trip to Switzerland. Great. Does that mean he's turned his life around yeah, because he, he went to the end of the rainbow? <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like, I've seen the end of the rainbow, and it is beautiful. I only have an occasional glass of wine. Ah, somebody just knocked into the... Um, so anyway... That's the story of Vince Ophir. He sucks. I don't like him. He's not even, like, that compelling. He's really just the fucking, you know, Goomba type guy from the from uh, Brooklyn. Sheep said <laughs> bye. He stinks. I give him 2.8 stars out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That makes sense. Okay, so for your chef recommends, we were talking about what our uh, inventions, our infomercial inventions would be. Do you Wait. have one? I don't, I just couldn't come up with one. Nicole, <laughs> this is your one job. You, we had one hour to come up with it while I was staring at a newborn. Um, there's just, I don't cook enough. So there's no, also there's nothing I'm tired of doing in the kitchen. Aren't you tired of burning lemons and making your entire house smell? Yeah. I guess if I could get something to prevent burnt lemons. Yeah. It's called a lemon referee. Oh, okay, great. So you did it for me. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Okay, well, I did mine because oh. I follow the rules of this podcast, and I decided that I would invent a <laughs> fridge dishwasher because I am so tired <laughs> of my fridge being dirty that I would love to be able just to put oh. like a tablet in it, when I'll take all the stuff out, put a tablet <laughs> in it, and have it get like washed. Self-cleaning fridge. A self-cleaning fridge. That's brilliant. It's actually a good idea. It takes a long time to clean my fridge. Train mark. Yeah, I know. It and gets full of grease and grime. I don't even have any stuff in there, and it's like it's dirty. Dog hair. Aren't you tired of all this chinchilla fur clogging <laughs> up your... It's full of burnt lemons to the brim. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, I hope you did this next part. Otherwise, I'm going to have to excommunicate you from this podcast. Listen, I don't need you to boss me around. What's your top three? What's your top three favorite inventions? <laughs> okay, um, number one, I really, I am intrigued by the meatball magic, and I think that it would make a lot of sense for someone who had to make oh, yeah. <laughs> millions of meatballs, you know? Like, Such as myself. A caterer. It seems like a lot of wasted meat, though, don't you think? Well, you, I think you reform. So basically, you... <laughs> Fuck. You make it a flat surface, you know, you roll it flat. Yeah. You put it down and then you take the excess meat away. But then you just put the, you make another one. Oh. It seems so much harder. It's interesting to me that they did a grid of three instead of four. So it makes a nine meatballs every time. It just seems weird that it makes an odd number to me. Well, the whole thing seems strange to me. A lot of these things seem like they would be helpful if you were making like huge quantities of food at all times rather than just like living your normal life yeah you know what else you could get though if you're afraid of touching meat gloves <laughs> a box of gloves yeah but the thing that the, sh- the, the sham why i almost call it the thing that the meatball magic promises is that every meatball is uniform you can't do that that's, with your hands that's true <laughs> i am tired and in of the, having ununiform meatballs in the <laughs> infomercial it shows them pan frying the meatballs and he's like and they just fall apart <laughs> and he like picks it up and it just like splatters all over <laughs> like hot grease burns uh, everyone also in the easy butter commercial when the person butters the toast the toast like explodes <laughs> all over the place <laughs> which is what happens to me aren't you tired of shattered toast bits <laughs> um i also i think that the <laughs> the egg sheller if i had to make like a quantity of egg salad for, you know, a wedding. Sure. It would save me 10 times the time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so, such a bummer? You go to a wedding, you have to check, like, either, like, filet mignon mm-hmm. or, like, sole, um, uh, you know, amandine, chat amandine yeah. or egg salad mm-hmm. for your well, entree. I just think it would be, like, an appetizer, but oh, whatever. Like the egg salad bar. But, like, we could punish the vegetarians by making them have egg salad. <laughs> <laughs> Plate of egg salad. <laughs> Happy wedding. Love is blind and tasteless. Um, and then the the sham wow is I think I we it worked at our house. Mm. It was absorbed. It's like it's like microfiber. I think is oh. what it's made out of. Seems like somebody is working for Big Sham Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one million dollar company. So <laughs> it's full of thousands of microfibers. You just squeeze out. Have you ever cleaned up human blood with it? No. Okay. I don't think so. Is that really in the commercial? No, but what's in the commercial is that he pours like a gallon or like a two liter thing of soda on a piece of carpet, like a small carpet sample, and then he just presses the shemwell on it lightly, then rolls it once more and squeezes it out, and all of the soda is gone even from the under carpet. How do they do that? I, the, is it? It's magic. Movie magic? It's shemwell. It seems as though there's no cuts, no mm. edits. It's one take, much like 1917. And it seems as though... <laughs> The original 1917. Uh, I, that reminds me, since you've been begging me to see this movie with you, I've since overheard several people talking about how good it is. I, me too. I did, had no desire to see it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not interested in like a you know war movie really at this point. But I think it looks like Lord of the Rings in the war. <clears throat> yeah, like two boys running off to save the ring. Get out of here! It's dangerous. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. That's what fine. it's about, right? Whatever. Yeah. That's. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the ShamWow. I have no experience with it, but I will say that this guy is not convincing to me. And you know what else is surprising about him? He's still alive. Well, he was born in 1964, so I know, but I thought he had died. But then I realized that was uh, Ron Popeil. No, no. Oh, no. oh, Ron Popeil is very much alive. Well, one of the inventors of the Ginzu knife is dead. Oh, really? So is Billy? Oh my gosh, Billy Mays. 
Oh, yeah. The OxyClean guy. He's yeah, yeah. the dead one. He, oh, OxyClean. I love OxyClean. Yeah, he died of a, a cocaine heart attack, apparently. Oh, no. Allegedly. That's sad. Yeah, like 50-something. I do stuff. think that OxyClean is an excellent product, and I use it. Yeah, I've never used it. But you know what I noticed? I watched a lot of Ron Popeil videos after I watched the um, Vin Sofier videos, and I was like, Ron Popeil was a true salesman. Yes. People loved him. They were in He's there, great. and they were like, they're like, set it and forget it. And, uh, you know, it just... Vince Sophia didn't really add up. And also he's, uh, you know, an, a criminal. <laughs> he's an abusive criminal. Well, alleged. Did they even press charges? I don't know. Well, I think it was one of those things where they don't think that sex, sex workers are real people. So they're like, get out of here, you nut. Yeah, let's take all the money out of your purse. Right. But then how did the press get a hold of it? I don't know. This is black propaganda. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ron Hubbard, call us. Um, okay, my top three. Two of them are Ronco products. The first one, maybe you'll remember a little product called, now this is not food related, but could be, called Hair in a Can. Oh my God, yeah, I watched the video for that. <laughs> Spray <laughs> a fucking whole new head of hair on somebody. Here you go. Um, Merry Christmas. Oh, this reminds me, after you're done, I have to tell you about one that's not food related that I have to just tell you about because it's truly amazing. Okay, amazing. Well, let me get through these last two. I will. The second is the Showtime Rotisserie. Which is like a small home rotisserie, similar to Dion, Neon Dion's um, invention, <laughs> but it's like a home rotisserie, and you're like, you can put ribs in it, you can put chicken in it, you can put three two-pound chickens or four or five-pound chickens. It's like so many different chicken options, ribs, <laughs> whole hams, and it's just a little home rotisserie. And apparently, Ron Popeil brought one on Larry King. He did an hour-long interview, and by the, at the beginning of the interview, he starts a chicken rolling in there. At the end of the interview, Larry's like, I want to try this motherfucking chicken he eats it larry king says it's the best piece of chicken meat he's ever eaten chicken meat yeah <laughs> chicken meat product that he's ever had so it takes one hour it takes an hour to rotisserie a chicken now what is the how long does it take to cook a regular chicken in your oven i don't know but it's the rolling of it Nicole. you don't it's know how long roasting. it takes to cook it, it depends how big it is if, it, if you have like a three pound chicken 45 minutes so it takes longer to rotisserie it. Yes. However, your roti- it's slow cooking. You're browning the skin. It's get- keeping the juices sealed in. It's mm. delicious. Okay. I recently did a party, uh, like a catering event at this guy's house. Really rich guy in Soho. Awesome house. Like a big loft, but a tiny, teeny kitchen. And his oven broke midway. And I had this fucking baked brie for some reason. I put myself back to the year 1991. Yes, I was you like, did. I'm going to bring a baked brie to this modern day party. And I had nowhere <laughs> to cook it. So I put it in his Ronco rotisserie. He had a rotisserie? <laughs> it worked, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, did, it, did you like poke it on the things? I did. Yeah. Oh my God. It was amazing. Huh. It burnt a little bit, but we still got to use it. And my number one is also not a food thing, but it's the Thigh Master. Oh, I love the Thigh Master. Yeah. I I'm, think somebody, I've had, I've used one before. I'm thinking of getting one. Sure. It seems dangerous. Well, there's definitely videos of it shooting away <laughs> from people. <laughs> shooting away. It's a weapon of mass destruction. What's your thing you're going to tell me? Okay, so it's called the Euro Club. Uh-oh. And it is a golf club that has a little contraption that you can pee into <laughs> because <laughs> if you're golfing and you don't have time to go to the porta potty. So it's just like this little spout attached to the golf club. It's called the Euro Club. Oh. Um, and we're not talking about the end of the rainbow, Euro. We're talking <laughs> <laughs> right here, America, Euro. talking about Euro. Like, oh, like urine club. Yes. Is it spelled? U-R-O? Yes. Oh. Can you imagine? No, I, it makes me want to die. 
Can you imagine <laughs> buying that product, attaching it to your golf club, and then peeing into it in front of your and golf then, buddies? And then you swing with the same club. What if the <laughs> pee know. comes out? What know. if it shoots away from you like a thigh master? You probably just take it off and hand it to your poor caddy. <laughs> Here, take my urine. Take my Euro club. <laughs> please, this one. I'll take have my, my urine, please. <laughs> Somebody take my urine and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, fucking I thought you terrible. would like that because you're a big golfer so. oh, <laughs> I do I'm going to get one although I think it would be harder for a woman you basically have to like stick it up your vag uh, it's definitely not for women yeah mm-hmm. yeah they just assume that all golfers are male <laughs> presenting yeah have penises penis penis owners mm-hmm. or catheters I guess I was thinking of a funny one. I'm like, maybe I should, like, when I was thinking of my invention, and I was thinking about, like, last week's or two weeks ago episode when we talked about period blood burning off penises, <laughs> and I was thinking of the penis vaporizer, and you just, it's basically just a little canister of period blood you put on a penis, and you're like, tired of that pesky, old, tired of your pe- <laughs> your husband's pesky old penis? Try the penis vaporizer, and you're like, and it just turns to dust. Well, that's funny because they could remarket Ginzu knives as that because that's what Lorena Bobbitt... There's a whole angle here that no one explored. Totally. Taking penises right off. Yeah. Pulverizing penis powder. <laughs> penis power powder. Listen. No. We didn't tell you to do this. We don't endorse this product. We're not trying to sell it. We're not working for big penis powder. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't buy it anywhere. I will take a bib. They're still testing it in the rainbow area. I'm covered in burning hot coffee. I wish I had a bib. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's also, at the very end of that commercial, the, there's a, like, soccer mom in, like, a, a van, and the kids are, like, bumping around, and she, like, turns to them and rolls her eyes and then just puts on her bib, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> what's happening? You know what's an invention that I actually really like and I use, but I don't think of it so much as an infomercial thing, but it kind of is, is a magic bullet. Oh, yeah, it is, definitely. That's a great mm-hmm. utensil, or a, whatever, kitchen yeah, tool. Totally. Yeah. I use mine all the time. For different things, I make tahini in it. It makes a very smooth whipped tahini sauce. List everything that you make in there. Um, well, <laughs> Amanda just told us to wrap it up, so I will just start at number 100. <laughs> if I'm done with my socks, I put those in there. Ooh, did dry them off? Or exactly. Or shred them up? Well, you know it would be nice if your fridge washer was also something you could put old socks in. Your self-cleaning fridge. Yeah, self-cleaning fridge and mm-hmm. freezer. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good idea. Someone There's should make actually, that. There's actually, so there is a thing that's, I don't know if it ever came on the market, but it was like, they're trying to get funding for it, which is like, uh countertop dishwasher that it was like you put the water in and it propels it through itself you don't need to plug it into anything oh um but it was also like and you can wash your hats in it that was another (laughs) another thing that they said you could do i always am wondering where i'm gonna wash these fucking hats well people put them in their dishwashers people wash their baseball caps in dishwashers because the brim will break down if you put them in a regular washer oh wow that's Mm -hmm. so interesting the more you know the more i'm just thinking of like dishwashers full of maga hats because it's the only hat I can think of now. Oh, one Get last thing I want to say before we leave. You didn't see that first episode of Kirby Enthusiasm, did you? From I this did not. Season. I've heard about it though. It's very funny. Larry uses a MAGA hat as a people repellent, and so he wears it everywhere to like have people stay away from him. And so our president today tweeted uh, a clip of it because he's like, "Look, like he's wearing a MAGA hat too." He like didn't get the joke. Yeah. And tweeted it. I don't. Yeah. It's just. We don't need to. Can you believe it? Can you believe he did that? That old, that old fox. No, I mean yes. That nut. Let this is now a MAGA hat podcast. <laughs> uh, let's never talk about a Donald Trump tweet ever again. Okay, good. Um, should we get on here? Yes. Is this your delicious dish, boys? Should we set it and forget it? <laughs> Please set it. Don't forget it. <laughs>
Or do. Remember it. We're talking about this episode. Yes. Set it and remember it. Set it and listen to it while you eat. <laughs> Set it and burn off your penis with the penis pulverizer 10,000. Okay. We should cut off all the end of this. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This really went down hill very fast. I lost all my funny. Asta, uh, la, what is the pasta machine called? Pasta magic. Asta la pasta magic machine. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.